Well, welcome everybody that is uh, here um, in person and welcome to our online community that's ever growing. Did you guys know that on Sundays, about as many people are watching online as are gathered here right now? Isn't that incredible? So it's amazing how the, the reach of the church is going far and wide and around the world too, which is crazy. We just saw some some statistics on that. So that was great. Um, hey, another thing that's hard to believe is last year we celebrated our 20th anniversary, and it was so much fun to look back and just see how good I looked 20 years ago. You know, like dark hair, less forehead, you know, things of that nature. And just to, to just think about all that God has done, just like we were saying that song. But um, as we look back, we, we are not people that just live in the past. We are people who live in the future as well. And as a leadership team, we began to look to the future and, and began to, to think about what it is that God has for us in the next years to come. And so um, one of the things we are convinced of, our mission hasn't changed our mission hasn't changed. We are still about people investing in people for eternity. And we still believe that the best method to accomplish that mission is summed up in three words, come, grow, and go. And when we say come, we, we don't just mean inviting people to come to the church, to come to this facility. We mean inviting people to come to a relationship, a relationship with Jesus and a relationship with other folks that are seeking to know him more. And we want to be the kind of church that grows, that doesn't just grow numerically, but grows spiritually, grows in that relationship again with Jesus and one another. And that one another is not just Orchard Hills. We, we believe we're part of one church, one church that uh, uh, spans the entire Roanoke Valley, but goes around the world. And we want to be a church that goes, that goes and and fulfills really this thing called the Great Commission that Jesus has given every single one of us, that we are to make disciples. And that begins with sharing this good news called the gospel with every man, woman, and child where we live, learn, work, and play. That's what we're called to. Those things have not Changed And Sutton last week did a great job talking about um, the importance of discipleship and what that looks like and why we need to be measuring how we're doing at making disciples. And he also um, reminded us of how we've come to define a disciple here at Orchard Hills. We, we define a disciple, which is so important because if, if you're saying we need to make disciples, well, don't you know, need to know what you're making Right, And so we've summed it up simply like this. A disciple is someone who lives, loves, and leads like Jesus. Pretty simple. Someone who lives, loves, and leads like Jesus. So we're trying to figure out last year going forward, what does that look like? And what are some specific areas that God would have us focus on? And we came up with six, six specific areas. Um, the first one is this, it's an online community. It's growing our online community. Secondly, we call ages and stages. What do we have for every age and every stage of life? Thirdly, Hispanic community. We live in a, a valley that has an ever-growing Hispanic community. What's God calling us to do within that community? Uh, fourth is, is special needs. You're gonna be surprised to hear today of all the people 
that have special needs and how a lot of them aren't being addressed. Then fourth, or fifth rather, it's missions. Missions, not just foreign missions, but but local missions as well. And then um, finally, six, we're going to look at facilities and and infrastructure. Now, here's the deal. Um, And Sutton messed up my notes. But the... um, what we decided last year to do was to hold what we called a vision retreat, a vision retreat. And we invited everybody that would like to come to um, gather together. And, and we did just that. And we met for over a 24-hour period. We broke up into these six different areas and we worshiped together. And we prayed together. And we began to brainstorm together what it might look like in each of these areas for us to live out our mission of people investing in people for eternity and and employing this method of come, grow, and go. And so this morning, what we want to do is is share some of what we've come up with so far. And so you're going to hear from six different leaders speaking on these various areas. And and here's what I'm praying for each and every one of us, that we would have open hearts and open minds, because I think God has something for each and every one of us gathered here and beyond to play a role. I believe that through what you hear this morning, God's going to stir something within you, within your heart and within your mind. And he's going to say, this is what I want you to focus on in the coming days and years. And so be open to that. Um, Along those lines, I want to invite you guys. So Tuesday... February 6th, which is a week from this coming Tuesday at 6.30 p.m., I want you all to plan to come here, to come to the church, and then we are going to break into six different groups around the church and begin to talk and pray and live out this vision that we believe God has called us to. So um, I know Sudden scolded you about phones in church, but uh, break it out, you know, put it in. Tuesday, February 6th, 6.30, we're going to have child care, so that should address a lot of issues for you. And teenagers, uh, all the the young people that are with us, we want you there. We need you in these groups. We don't want you to just be sitting on the sideline. We want you engaged because you are the future, right? You are the future. So this is all-inclusive. We want every man, woman, and child to be there. All right? So um, with that, I want to pray... But as I pray, I want to share one scripture, and it's just a simple scripture, but I think it sums up beautifully the why behind what we're doing, what we're talking about, okay? And here it is. It's 1 Thessalonians 2.8. It says, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very lives as well. That's what we want to be about, not just telling people the good news of Jesus Christ, but, but loving them so much that we invest our lives. Again, we want to be people who invest in people for the sake of eternity. So let's pray. God, I, I do pray that we would hear clearly from you and that you would stir in our hearts and you would stir in our minds and that you would stir in our bodies what it is that you're calling us to do, what role you're calling us to play, how we are to to really be disciples who are making disciples 
that we would um, truly be your hands and feet in the midst of all this. And, and I pray against the lies of the enemy that would discourage some folks from participating, that would tell some folks that they don't have anything to off- offer, and that is a lie. That is a lie directly from the enemy. So, Lord, even if, if somebody's here for the first time, I pray that they would hear you speak and, and, and even be willing to engage right now. Lord, meet us during this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Right before he ascended into heaven, Jesus gave the disciples the Great Commission. He asked them and us to go into all the world and preach the word. Friends, we live in amazing times. We have technology that allows us to reach across the world. We can instant message someone in Beijing. We can FaceTime a friend in India who just lost a a family member and, and give them comfort. The Apostle Paul would have loved to be able to connect with people like this. Online ministry allows us to reach people all over the world but it also helps us reach people right here at home. Most of the people that visit us here at Orchard Hills have already checked us out online before deciding that they want to come and visit us in person. Online ministry enables people in the community to be a part of the church when they have circumstances that make it difficult to attend in person. People with health issues, uh, single moms or dads who have trouble getting out to in-person groups but need the connection and encouragement that an online group can provide. People who work on Sundays and need to shift their church time to later in the week. Online ministry keeps all these people connected to the church when otherwise they might fall away. We're doing all these things today and we've built a good foundation, but we want to do even more. We want to start providing tools and resources to help people live, love, and lead like Jesus wherever they are, whether that's in Iraq, Um, San Francisco, or right here in the Roanoke Valley. But we need your help. You'd be surprised at what it takes to stream our service outside and online. We need folks like camera operators, uh, sound technicians, light technicians, pro presenter operators. We also need people um, involved in social media, um, graphic artists, writers. We need people to be online hosts, and we need people to be online group leaders. Maybe, maybe you just want to be in an online group, or maybe you just have a heart for reaching out to people who are unlikely to find themselves in a church building. We would love for you to be a part of this ministry and join what God is doing through Orchard Hills Church online. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Good morning, Orchard Hills. I've got the, uh, the second vision area to present to you today. My name is Sutton Wirt. I'm one of the pastors on staff here, um, Scott messed up my notes. Um, <laughs> so, I have a question for you. What if every person who walked through the door of our church on a Sunday morning had an instant opportunity to get connected and to fit in and to find a place? What if every person, no matter their age or stage of life, had a group uh, or a place to fit into immediately upon visiting our church? This is the dream and the hope behind the Ages and Stages vision area. Ages and Stages aims to ensure that people of every age and at every stage of life are seen, known, and loved, and given ample opportunity to connect and grow right here at Orchard Hills. So currently, the Orchard Hills attendee we best serve is the standard family unit uh, with children of various ages. We have a 
full day school and achievement center programs. There are waiting lists for those. Uh, we have full and vibrant children's ministry, uh, youth and student ministries that are maxed out for space uh, and for leaders. But in addition to these things, uh, over the past few years, we have been growing in an awareness of some areas uh, where we have opportunity to develop and deepen our hospitality and our connection with people. Some of the folks we want to better care for, in addition to those, um, are our college students, our singles, uh, those who are single again, and older adults. So here are a few things that we would love to see take shape over the coming year. First, we would love to form a connection team. Um, so this would be a team that is active on Sunday mornings, working in tandem with the greeting team to help get people's information, to hear their stories, and to make connections that very day. Um, we would also love to start activity groups. So these would be uh, more easy entry and accessible than life groups and focus around uh, some kind of life stage or common interest or a fun activity such as pickleball, uh, cooking, reading, knitting, whatever uh, might, it might be. We have tons of folks with common interests right here in, as a part of this family who don't even know one another. Um, and then as far as infrastructure, we are in desperate need of a new church lobby space. I don't know if you've noticed that. Um, this is the most natural place for connection and where we have the opportunity to show hospitality as people coming into our space. Uh, but currently, our lobby is quite the bottleneck um, and is not conducive to welcoming people and to having conversations and making connections. And so we would love to see that change. So we cannot do this alone. Um, and that is where you come in. We will need folks to serve on that connection team on Sunday mornings. Uh, we'll need people to lead activity groups and to welcome others in and to invite people. People to administrate group plans and make things happen behind the scenes. People to watch kids, people to run and lead church-wide events that are gonna be inclusive uh, for all ages and stages. Um, we're also continually in need of folks to te teach our children to lead life groups and small groups for people of all ages. Um, and so we would like to invite you to be a part of that. If you uh, have any interest in any of these areas, or if you have a heart uh, that people here at Orchard Hills would be more seen, known, and loved, and given opportunity to connect, then we would love for you to be a part of the ages and stages area. And you can join us uh, this coming, not this coming one, the Tuesday after, February 6th at 6.30 p.m. right here at the church. So now on to the next vision area. Hola, soy Irma. Bienvenidos a Orchard Hills. That's the greeting that we envision for our future Hispanic ministry at Orchard Hills. Our church has a strong presence in the Hispanic community. For years, our Achievement Center has continued to support children that leave school each day and do not return to a bilingual home. These children are tutored by Orchard Hills church members twice a week. The kids go home with homework completed and more importantly, with prayer. Through preschool, homework helps, and food drives, the Achievement Center is investing in the lives of children and growing relationships in the Hispanic community. Many years ago, Kevin Hughes, our youth pastor, began to take mission trips to the Dominican Republic. As a result, we have partnered with Pathways Dominicana, an organization that is led by Diosifer Cochran. Through several visits here, Dio has become a part of the Orchard Hills family, and our hope is to bring him on board to help move forward the vision for the Hispanic ministry. 
Cynthia and Ever are two native Spanish speakers that are leading a Spanish-speaking Bible study on Saturdays here at our church. They have gone door-to-door -door in Cloverdale, inviting many to come study the Word of God in their own language. Additionally, we would love to provide ESL courses at Orchard Hills Church, and we're open to other ideas and suggestions. As our ministry grows, we will need people to volunteer at the Achievement Center, host a small group, you may need to speak Spanish for that one, drive buses, host events, and most importantly, people who are willing to build relationships that lead people to the most important relationship they can have with Jesus. We don't only need people with bilingual skills, although it's helpful, we need people that are willing to accept, love, and lead those that struggle to make the Roanoke Valley their home. ¿Cómo puedes ayudar? ¿Cuál será su posición en nuestro ministerio? How can you help? What would be your position in our Hispanic ministry? How can you invest in our Hispanic community for the sake of eternity? Good morning. I'm Lisa Miles, and I'm the children's director here. But this morning, I'm excited to talk to you about special needs ministry. Did you know that in just Roanoke County and Botetourt County combined, there are over 22,722 individuals with a diagnosed disability? This might be a cognitive disability or a physical disability. But what that looks like statistically is one in six children, or 17%. And those numbers increase until you get to the age group of 65 and older, which becomes 39% of our population. That seems like a shocking statistic, doesn't it? But I think it's because a lot of these individuals are not seen. Where are they going to church? Where are they and their families finding community and experiencing the love of Jesus? Well... We want to be a place where people are seen, valued, and engaged. That they are seen not as disabled, but as differently abled. And they are valued for who God has uniquely created them to be and engaged using their gifts and talents here at Orchard Hills. We really do believe, as you've heard this morning, of people investing in people, all ages and stages, and all abilities. Our church has had a heart for individuals with disabilities for a long time, but we want to put some structure and some resources around that heartbeat so that our church can really be an inclusive community. So we need a special needs ministry that will create programs and look honestly at our facilities. The first program that we want to create is a buddy coach program. So what this looks like is any individual who comes on a Sunday morning would be able to fully engage in programming at their comfort level. So if it's a child, they might need a buddy to go with them so they can engage in children's ministry. Or if it's a student or young adult or older adult, might need a coach alongside them so that they can volunteer in a serving area or fully participate in worship. But this needs to be a robust program so that everyone who walks through our doors can engage and experience Jesus at their level. But we also need to look honestly at our facilities. What around here needs to change so that people are welcomed and have access? Well, one of the first things is we need push-button access on our bathroom doors. And we need to reconfigure our handicap stalls to increase the space so people have privacy for changing issues and bathroom assistance needs. We also want to create a sensory room so that anyone who comes and needs a safe and quiet place to decompress has that opportunity. 
And we also need to look honestly at our foyer congestion and at the tight spacing of our sanctuary chairs. You know, we've moved a few chairs around to accommodate some accessibility issues, but if you have ever had to walk the wall for communion, you kind of know what that feels like. It's a little tight. And if you've tried to navigate the foyer before and after service, that is not a comfortable feeling for anyone with a mobility issue or a sensory issue. So we need to look honestly at those and think proactively about what needs to happen to accommodate people and help them feel welcomed in our church body. So there's all sorts of ways that you could be involved in our special needs ministry. Um, whether it's a forward-facing role, like you want to be a greeter and you want to identify people as they come, or you want to be a buddy or a coach, or maybe you want a behind-the-scenes role. You want to help paint a room or look at facilities um, or fill a sensory bin or write notes to families who haven't been here in a while. There's all sorts of ways that we would love to have you engage with us. So we'd like for you to come on Tuesday, February 6th at 6.30 and be part of our special needs meeting. And we are now going to look at our next vision area. Good morning, Orchard Hills. My name is Kevin Hughes. I'm the student and missions pastor. And I want to talk to you today about our local and global missions ministry here at Orchard Hills Church. Orchard Hills is so much about missions. It's in our very DNA of people investing in people for eternity by coming, growing, and going. But it's so much more than just international mission partners and international mission trips. We're also invested here locally in the Roanoke Valley. We're heavily invested with local and global partners, both financially and relationally. We have several partners, but just to name a few, we have people like Randy and Diane Hawley leading the charge for the mentorship program at Straight Street. Lindsay Ward Callahan and others standing up for the vulnerable population through Blue Ridge Women's Center and others invested in Young Life who are reaching out to the youth in Botetai County. The same goes for our partners globally as we continue to invest in Rwanda and the Dominican Republic. As a church, we have witnessed firsthand the impact our consistent relationships have had in these places. And we will continue to be invested in these ways. However, we believe we can do more and better things to have an impact here locally and globally. And this is where we need you. Our vision is to create a missional culture within our church that has a life-changing impact internally, locally, and globally. And in order to accomplish this goal, we are looking to create a steering team and a missions team. And we need individuals who have a heart for carrying on and advancing the culture of missions here at Orchard Hills Church. We need people who are administrative to help put organizations to our mission team and partners. We need key liaisons who will help connect Orchard Hills Church with our local partners. And we need a steering team to push us forward with our current partners as well as helping to find new opportunities and mentors for a variety of opportunities within our community. We need skilled individuals of all kinds. We need medical, business, administrative, and even construction to help us with our missions and mission partners. If any of this information is speaking to you and you feel like you, this would be a good opportunity for you to serve here at Orchard Hills Church, then I urge you to come find out more February 6th at 6.30 p.m. where you might fit into the story of Orchard Hills Church and local and global missions.
All right, well, I hope God is like stirring in you um, something, hopefully, right? Like, like there's some area where you feel like I, I, I feel a nudge, a t- tug. I, I want to get involved in that area. So um, if you haven't felt that yet, this may be it. And I'm going to talk to you about infrastructure and facilities that really usually gets people jacked up and excited, <laughs> right? You know, and so um, I don't know if you listened throughout that, but we've got some issues around here. We have some space issues. Uh, if you've been in the foyer, which all of you have, you know it is tight. It's hard to call it a foyer, right? And uh, it's just really not conducive to developing community. We need more space. If you've Come forward for communion. You know that the sanctuary is packed, and um, that isn't working great. And and if you have somebody in a wheelchair, it's very difficult to maneuver around here. And obviously, you can't even get on the stage. So we've got a a few different challenges. You may not know this, but we don't have a kitchen here. Um, We don't have any gathering space, like large open gathering space at all inside the church, and so there are plenty of needs out there. So as we were looking at that, we we just thought, I think it's time for us to go back in time to when we actually had a plan for this. Back before COVID, some of you guys have been around that long, and we we already have all the blueprints, you know, made up. We've made presentations about how we believe God wants us to expand the facilities here, and we had to put all that on hold, and I think that was the right call at the time. But I think now it's time for us to revisit those things. So they say a word is worth, or a picture's worth a thousand words. Let me share some pictures with some of you guys. This will be a refresher for some. It'll be new to others. But this is what the the new front of the church might look like. Um, Again, just where you come in, imagine this, you know, where you'd have a a drop-off point. And then there's an addition here. And uh, you'll get a better idea of this in, in a moment, but it's, it's a, a bigger foyer area. And then here is the sanctuary. And so the bottom line is that we would add a sanctuary out that side over there, and it would just go out into the parking lot. And then from the corner of that, we would come all the way back, and it would connect right into here. And so we'd get this big pie, if you will, for um, more space as people are entering and also to commune, to hang out there. And then these walls, these two walls go down. These walls go down. And so now imagine this big old open space where you can come, you can gather, you can hang out. That's what you see taking place here. Now this is the, um, the, the bigger view of this. This is the children's building in the back. These are our current offices right here. This is the sanctuary where uh, those that are in person are sitting currently. This is that pie, if you will, that new foyer entrance area. There's also a new entrance area to the offices. And this is the new sanctuary. On this back um, are the classrooms. If you go down that hallway, that's where those existing classrooms are. So that's an overview of that. Um, here's another look so you might be able to get a, a better picture. Here's that new sanctuary added on to this, this classroom wing. This is really, see how large that, that pie is, that little triangle that creates a bigger entrance. Imagine that this wall where we are now and that wall go down. This is a big open space, all one uh, connected space. These are, this is a little confusing. These are called clouds. They're like the lights are in those clouds. That's not helpful, um, <laughs> unless you're into that thing. But the, uh, 
And then the stage area where I'm standing now, this becomes a kitchen. So this becomes a kitchen. And then again, we have a new entrance into the offices here. This is what it might look like. So this is the stage area. See this coffee bar? That's right here. That's right here. This is where, about where I'm standing. This is the kitchen, so that would be like a pass-through area into the kitchen. This area here, that's the playland. So if you haven't been to our children's building, that's the playland, and you can, there's, that window's actually there now. And so this will be opened up, and that is right over here, and that'll be the new entrance to the children's building. But when you walk in the front of the church, you'll be able to see right through to that. You'll see the children's entrance there, and you'll come there. And then all of this space, so where you guys are sitting in person now, looks like this. Plenty of room to gather, sit, talk, and enjoy one another. This is what the front area would look like. So again, where we're adding that little triangle space and knocking down these walls, that'll give us a lot more space to come in. And look how big and wide open and inviting it is. Wouldn't that be awesome there and then um, this is a fireplace that would go right over here. So there's the fireplace when you come in. Remember, this wall, this back wall is going down. And this little hallway is the current hallway that leads to the children's building. So all of this gets opened up. Wouldn't that be great? Like have a Bible study there, or sit around and just chat and talk. Um, just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, this is what the sanctuary potentially looks like. There's the stage area up there. Um, the seating is about a little more than twice what we have in here. So right now we have 330 chairs or so. This will be 700 plus there. So that's um, one angle. This is from the stage looking out. So you can get a, another perspective. You can tell there's a lot more room to navigate. Um, it's just much more conducive to, to all of us, but especially anybody that may have a special need or a wheelchair. And that's that. There's a lot more pictures, a lot more I could talk about and share about the facility. Um, I love that stuff. I get excited about it. And I hope you do too. What could be? And so for this to become a reality, we need help. Like we need folks to, to look at these plans. Already we, we've recognized that um, there's some accessibility issues on there. We need to make some changes for special needs folks. Um, there's other things like the stage that needs to, to change a bit. So we need some of you guys that have that kind of mindset. Like you, you see things like that. You have a construction uh, mentality or background. Maybe um, you're, you're all about infrastructure and organization, administration. We need you guys on, on that team. Maybe you're into interior uh, decorating, which um, I am not. Like they give me a hard time. Like once once I have something, it's good. Like, I don't ever change it. I don't see the point, you know? So, uh, but maybe you have that kind of vision for what would make things look very inviting and comfortable and warm. We need you on the team. So we're going to be talking about those things. But guess what? You got to pay for it. Do you know how much this will cost? Probably four to five million dollars. That may not sound like a lot to you guys, <laughs> but to me, I'm like, dang, you know, like that's a lot of money. And that is a bit overwhelming to me. And, and I don't like to ask people for money 
you know, there's like two of you here that do, and uh, we need you on this team, right? Um, but, but it's hard for me to do that. Um, I don't mind giving, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm excited to give to this. I'm excited for this to become a reality. But the truth of the matter is, this is going to require sacrificial giving on our part. It's going to require my family to give sacrificially. It's going to require faith. And I'm not a great faith guy, honestly. Like, I... I'm a numbers guy, like I don't like to take risk and stepping out in faith and giving more than I'm comfortable giving is, is hard and, and it's scary. Um, I'm comfortable with you all doing that <laughs> and I have a lot of faith in what God can do for you, <laughs> but you know, actually doing that myself, I'm like, oh, it's hard, right? It's hard to trust God. And we say we trust God. We say we have faith. We, we trust that he's going to provide. But are we willing to give sacrificially so that we could see some of these things become a reality? That's something we're going to have to just be honest with ourselves and honest with God and um, trust him. But I believe the time is now. I believe the time is now. And I, here, here's the thing. I believe we're doing the right things for the right reasons about, around here. When, when I think about this vision, I think they're the right things for the right reasons. I really do. And I believe God is, is going to just continue to grow it, and he's going to bless it, and it's going to come to pass. But I still got to take a step of faith, right? And, and I believe you've got to take a step of faith. And this isn't about other people. It's about each and every one of you, every man, woman, and child in the church today and those that are yet to come. And so I want to invite you in, especially if you have that gift of like casting vision and getting money. We really want you to come into this. The, uh, but set aside, I, I, I'm asking you, um, Tuesday, February 6th at 6.30 p.m., I, I want you to come and, and be a part of, of really making this vision a reality. Again, teenagers, come, be a part of this. So three things I'm requesting. One is that you just pray and ask God to um, just reveal to you, to your heart and to your mind and, and really even to your body, what is it that he's calling you to be a part of? And it may be more than one of these six things. Carolyn you know, leaned over and whispered in my ear, and she's like, we can only do one of these? I'm like, well, on Tuesday, February 6th, at 6.30, you're going to have to pick one of those areas to go to. But you can be involved in, in multiple areas, right? But um, for that night, you're going to have to pick one. Now, um, so I want you to just really think and pray about that. Secondly, I, I want you to take these cards. You guys have a card. Um, if you didn't realize it, you're sitting on it. So pull it out if you're in person. Um, pull this out. I want you to fill this out. If you are watching online, there's a QR code there that you can click on, and it'll take you to our website, and you can fill out one of these cards. If you're in person, there are also cards in the pockets in the chairs in front of you. You can scan that QR code and go directly to our website and do it that way. You don't have to have a physical card. But if you do have a physical card, please, I'm just asking you, check at least one box at least one box, and then when you do 
fill it out, your name, your, your phone number, your email address. In the back of the church are two black boxes, one on each side over there. See John over there? Yeah, we got them on each side there. Those are actually for like giving money. Most of you guys never have seen that. But the, uh, this is your opportunity to actually use those black boxes, right? And most of you guys give online. I'm just joking with you. But um, you can always put money in there. But So today, fill out these cards, and as you leave on your way to that congested lobby, if you will just drop these cards in one of those two black boxes, we would so appreciate you doing that, okay? So again, we want you to be praying. We want you to fill out these cards so you can get involved in some form or fashion. And then show up. Tuesday, February 6th, 6.30, right here. We'll have child care, and we need all of you to be a part of it. Let me pray. Dear God, thanks so much. Thanks for giving us vision. I thank you for allowing us to be part of a church that isn't just content with the status quo, that, that we're willing to, to push out and to take some risks, even though that, that may be really uncomfortable for some people like myself who are risk averse, that, that you're, you're showing us that if we will just trust you and follow you, that, that you have great adventures um, in store for us. You will do more than we could ever ask or even imagine. And I thank you that this is one of those times, this is an opportunity for us to step out in faith and just to watch you accomplish your vision through us, not for our sake, but for the sake of others for the sake of eternity. So, Lord, move in power. We pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.